Dave! Oh, yeah, well, sorry. Sorry, a bit tired. Oh, have you just tired. woken up from an incredibly good night's sleep on a natural mat mattress? Uh, I haven't. I've been doing this blinking podcast with you, but that's exactly the sort of thing I should like to have just been woken up off of, because natural mat oh, are an organic mattress and bed brand based in Devon. It's been going for over 20 years now with sustainability at the heart of the business and they've done things like won the Queen's Award for Sustainable Development a couple of years ago. Oh, Superb. How about that? Superb, yeah. Uh, so they say the majority of the raw materials they use come from natural, renewable sources and they use organic, certified organic lamb's wool which is sourced directly from farmers in the southwest of the UK. So how about that in your mattress? One of the things they're doing is a mattress for life initiative. You will like this, Ol. It is a circular mattress service. Hang on, that's what Peter Stringfellow... No, silly, not circular in that way. It's like you buy a mattress from Natural Mat, and when you're done with it, when it's reached the end of its springiness, I'm sure we all know what that means, (laughs) um, you can get them to take it away, and if they can repair it, they'll repair it. If not, they'll give you a new one and recycle the old one. So that's pretty cool. Now, if you want to buy one of these lovely Natural Mat mattresses, or indeed beds, toppers or bedding, uh, you can get 15% off by virtue of being a Babbel listener. Go to naturalmat.co.uk and enter the code BABBLE15 at checkout, B-A-B-B-L-E-1-5, and you'll get your 15% off. This also applies in-store, uh, and you can go to their showrooms either in Topsham in Devon uh, or in Chiswick in West London, and you get the same 15% off. Welcome to Sustainable 241. Welcome yourself, old to Sustainable 241. Is there anything on your mind? Um, there's a there's a small amount of World War Three on my mind. Mm. Um, you? Yes, rather. So we're not going to talk about that. Look, before we go any further, we are aware that the world's got a bit bonkers. We thought you'd like an episode about something else entirely. So this is your friendly little weekly environment podcast, all about people and the planet, and why, despite looming apocalypse, we can still find something insignificant to investigate and have a chuckle about, yes? Yes! And what are we going to be poking around under the bath for today, Ol? (laughs) Under the bath? We're going to be poking around in the windowsill of life uh, for Ladybirds Day. We're going to talk about ladybirds. We've done episodes a bit like this before. We've done episodes Mm -hmm. all about uh, hedgehogs, wasps, cats. Cats. Did we do a squirrels? Squirrels. Squirrels. Uh, And we're doing one of them. We're doing one of them on ladybirds for no other reason than we both saw one in the last week and thought, huh. Ladybirds. Yes. Are they in hoffs? That's the question. Should they be allowed to die or what? <laughs> now, before any of that, just Should the usual. Should they be allowed to die? Just the <laughs> usual disclaimers. We do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yeah, they won't These exist by Sunday. Either, shut but, you know. up are very much our own views. So if anything that we say makes you want to tell us off, tell us off and not the people for whom we work, yes? Is tell us off one of Putin's generals. 
Nice. No, it wasn't. I just didn't know what to say. That might be very good. Uh, we are also a listener-funded podcast, so if you like what you hear, do bung us a bit of cash at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble, where you can join the legion, uh, but not a big enough legion, of chums what keep this show on the road. Yes? Right on with it. Decide if it is good or not. No, things that Dave can't decide if it is good or not. This is a strange thing to put in this Mm. section, this category. What on earth is not good about a ladybird? Well, I have decided whether I think ladybirds are good or not, but I'm going to save that for the end, right? But I think the thing about ladybirds is, I. I hate ladybirds. No, I don't hate ladybirds. I <laughs> that, hate... Didn't, that didn't take long. <laughs> I, I don't hate ladybirds. I hate people who bugger on about ladybirds as if they are beautiful and all other insects are not, right? You are tilting at windmills. You are... Tilting you... at windmills? Yeah. What? what? There isn't a single person in the world who yes, there is. bangs on about how great ladybirds are. Yes, there is. They don't have children's books called Locust, do they? They don't have little nursery rhymes about the dung beetle, do they, Al? They probably do in Cambridgeshire, to be fair. <laughs> What's a nursery rhyme about a ladybird? Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. You've left the gas on and your kitchen's blown up. Uh, something, something, something. And then something about your daughter dying in a pan of soup. Something like that. Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. Your house is on fire. Your children are gone, all except one. No, look, kids love them, people love them. We write fairy tales about them and they look brilliant, right? But then someone else goes, and we'll come to this. I've had various people tell me that they shouldn't be here. The ladybirds that are here are invasive and they give you sex disease and they throw up on you and they attack you and they smell. And there are loads of them in my bathroom, not right now, to be fair, but they were a bit earlier in the year. And the question is, like, should I be letting them drown in the bath or not? Or should I be doing what I do do, which is fisk them out and put them on the windowsill until their little legs stop flapping, and then I put them over, and then they fly away? New listeners to this podcast may not know that Dave is quite a fan of, like, animals being alive and yes, stuff. Who's, yeah, so, who's that guy who wrote to us? Who wrote to us? So, uh, who wrote to us? Said <laughs> Someone wrote to us all, and they said, excuse me, are you a vegan? I bloody hope so. Uh, I forget who wrote it. To which the answer is, yes. <laughs> a I long think, time now. Yes, didn't you say something along the lines of, I've probably been vegan for longer than that person's been alive? Possibly. Or something equally defensive and a bit yes, yes, unnecessary. A bit yes, yeah. sorry. Yes. If you gain weight from too much chow, I will never call you a cow. I respect you and cows. Don't use cow as an insult. I'm surprised that you are taking the position that ladybirds should be drowned. Well, so that's your starting point, is it? No, I just I want to understand if they are good or not. Okay, that's well, all. I put it to you that they are good, and you know why they're good? Because they're a beetle. Because they're beetles, and what are beetles? Owl's favourite creature. Owl's favourite creature, exactly, and the best thing in the world. Uh, yes, beetles are wonderful. I don't think I've banged on about beetles all that much on this podcast. Is that you true? Bloody have. Is that true? <laughs> you bloody have. 
I said it sincerely, but as I said it, it felt insincere. It felt yes. wrong. Um, yes. I love Beatles. They are works of art. They are uh, unbelievably well adapted to almost every environment uh, and ecosystem. And they do brilliant jobs for us. And they are awesome. Uh, so you don't really need to justify any more than that. But first, shall we clear one thing up? Is it a ladybird ah. or a lady bug? American listeners, what is an increasingly large chunk of our listenership, may be confused. So here in Blighty, we call them ladybirds. Now, do you know why? Did you know why? I didn't know why until until this bit. You can have a ladybird quiz in a minute, but this is but this is not in ladybird quiz. Um, Yeah, it's because of in the UK, Mary, Mother of Jesus, known as Our Lady, um, was often painted wearing a red cloak in old times, oh, with and, and spots of the seven-spot ladybird, which is the most common at that point, were said to symbolise her seven joys and seven sorrows. Um, and so the ladybird got known as Our Lady's Bird. Um, that's not just in English. Yeah, the German word Marienkäfer also means Mary Beetle. So how about that? Oh, there you go. Uh, I found out also that in Scandinavia, ladybirds are called Nickelpiga, uh, which... Nickelpiga, uh, which apparently translates as Our Lady's Key Maid. Oh. I'm not quite sure what a key maid is. Late, late, lay maid, that says there. Now it says key maid, yeah. Fine, good. Yeah. Yeah. good. Uh, and in France, in the most French thing I've ever heard, yep. uh, they call it Bête de la Vierge, huh? which is Animal of the Virgin. Virgin animal. French. I mean, why do yeah. they have to bring that into it? Oh, I suppose, oh, I sp- okay, Virgin Mary. But, you know, they just take any opportunity, don't they? <laughs> they do. The Turks call them the good luck bug, and many countries see a ladybird as a sign to make a wish or that one has been granted. It's like a sign of good luck. Here in Britain, interestingly, you'll know this because you're from the sticks, right? Have you ever heard of a ladybird called like a Barnaby before? Nope. Or a Burnaby, Barnaby, the bishop nope. that burneth? There was some bishop. The bishop, bishop that burneth. There was some bishop Barnaby what got burned. And for some reason in English folklore, other Cambridgeshire nonsense is available uh, it has been he's known as your ladybird's known as like a Burnaby Barnaby Bishop the Burneth B thing I mean I can't say it's um, the talk of the town in rural Cambridgeshire where I grew up but uh, I'm sure I'm sure that's true this week I have been mostly eating Bourbon biscuits <laughs> so, uh, so yes they're not they're not birds they're not even bugs they are beetles. They should be called lady beetles, except some of them are man beetles, so they should just be called beetles, which is indeed <laughs> what they are. <laughs> they are. Uh, also, no, they they look very nice. Yes. Uh, they are, I guess, there's something sort of harmless and symmetrical. And I think in nature, when things are harmless and symmetrical and like bright coloured, mm. often people are like, oh, that's nice, isn't it? Like I Mr. Like Blobby. It. Mr. Blobby, yeah. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby! Are you ready for Ladybird quiz? Oh, yes. now, yes. you are an entomologist, are you not? No, I'm not. I'm someone who likes beetles. I'm not somebody who studies beetles, for goodness sake. I tell you who is an entomologist, that Ficky Heard, who's been uh, on the podcast twice, yes. most recently, to talk about rebugging, which yes. is episode... Can't remember now. I think we've now passed the number of episodes that I can remember. I'm pretty sure the combination really? of me getting, me getting too old plus us having done 240 other episodes, I think I now can't do it anymore. That's your capacity. 
I think so. I think I've out. Well, maybe it's like that thing about friends, that you can only have 150 friends, and beyond that you lose the ability to tell, tell them apart and to keep up close contacts. That's not a problem I've encountered yet. No, indeed. No. Um, maybe in another hundred or so friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ladybird quiz. I think you're going to do well on Ladybird quiz because you're a, a beetle fancier. Um, question number one. Like Dave, when you disturb a ladybird, it does what? Uh, when you disturb a ladybird, it releases a foul smell. <laughs> like right. Dave. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's correct. Bonus point for telling me a bit more about it. Where does it come from? What what bit of the ladybird is emitting it? Uh, I think it comes. It's, there's certainly a lady, a beetle where it comes from, like the knees. It comes out of like the knee joints or something. Is that the That's same right. with ladybirds? Yeah, uh, it's called reflex bleeding. That is the technical term. There's a phrase to conjure with. Yeah, they emit an odorous, noxious fluid that seeps out of their joints. To be fair, my granddad used to do that as well towards the end there. Um, <laughs> yeah, defence mechanism. Seeps is such an unnecessary word, isn't it? Isn't like, it? Defence mechanism. And I'll need to tell you about my friend later who must remain anonymous, but my friend is being terrorised by the odorous, noxious fluid that seeps out of ladybirds' joints. Oh. Ooh, nasty. Okay, good. Well, I've got one out of one. Well done, me. Next. Yep. Uh, second, um, in what year did the Harlequin ladybird invasive gits arrive in the UK? 2004. Correct. Now, you looked that up. You cheated there. You did You did some research. That's not allowed. Uh, that's uh, true. Okay, that is true. I didn't know that before I was researching this episode. Yeah, where off of? Where off of? Asia. Uh, ah. Yeah, Asia. The Eastern Russia, China... Mm. Um, I think they're the main bit. Possibly Japan? Yeah, Maybe although Japan? they reckon that actually it came directly from USA or Europe. Uh, so that's what I think it, like its proximate arrival was from Europe or USA, where where some people use it as natural source of, pe- of pest control, which is what they would have been trying to do here. They were like, oh, we'll have some of that to sort out our begonias. Can I, at this point... You can. Uh, ...say how they're brilliant as, like, pest control and stuff. And... Read a thing, right, about how, like, in, oh, I don't know, 18-something, 1868 or something like that, um, a bunch of Californians were uh, trying to grow citrus plants, um, you know, lemons and shit. You know what a citrus plant is. Uh, and they were being gnawed by a fungusy thing. No, they were being gnawed by a kind of aphidy type thing, um, which they thought had come in off of plants that they had imported from Australia. So they sent someone from California to Australia and said, go and find something that eats the aphidy thing in Australia. And they found some ladybirds uh, off of Australia, brought them back, and they ate all of the aphidy things on the lemon trees, fixed the lemon thing, lemon tree industry became a thing, and they imported loads more. And that was kind of the first example of like biological pest control. Um, and, yeah, lots of gardeners are all like, yay, pro ladybird. I'm in team ladybird because they eat aphids and other things what eat our plants. So... Um, yeah, I think they're generally considered quite useful on that front. They're going to get eaten alive in middle school. Question number three in Ladybird Quiz. How many aphids, as discussed, will a ladybird eat in its lifetime, on average? On its In its lifetime? Yes. No, actually, I'm going to ask this question in a different way. 
If you laid out in one long, thin line all of the aphids that a ladybird eats in its lifetime, how many Dave's worth <laughs> of aphids get at? How tall are you? About six foot. No, in metres. Oh. Don't know that. God. So old. What? One? Um, I don't know. Right, okay. Uh, how many Dave's? How long does a ladybird live? Well, they, they, they hibernate, don't they? Or do something else. What is it Ooh, called? They diapause. Diapause. Yeah, which is when you basically... It's not hibernation. It's basically like just kind of stopping developing like you did, you know, before your facial hair come along. You're, you're in diapause. Right? I diapause at age about 15, I think, yeah. He did. I asked my dad that question. I said, do you know what a diapause is? And he says, is it what happens when a cat runs through some paint? Which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they do that. Um, yeah, so if they do that, then they last at least one year to get around. Uh, uh, they're small. I think they eat about, in a, in a life, I think they eat about half a Dave. Because an aphid is tiny. An aphid is tiny. An aphid's about three millimetres, give or take. And a ladybird is about six or seven millimetres. Uh, they will eat in their lifetime. One ladybird will eat 8.2 Daves. 15 metres of what? 5,000 aphids is what they will eat in their lifetime. Oh. One ladybird? Yeah. That's why they're so good at sorting out your roses and your begonias. something, isn't it? Isn't it? Right, I'm going to hurry up here. Uh, Question number four in Ladybird Quiz. Why is it in particular that your babble gets bothered by harlequin ladybirds, but some other people in the UK don't? I don't really understand that question. I mean, harlequin ladybirds are foreign and invasive. And so, you know... Very much in the news. uh, (laughs) Yes. Uh, And they are bigger than the most of the native species not all of them uh, but bigger than most of them and therefore eat more of the same food and live in the same habitats and outcompete them so they are buggering up the native uh, ladybirds yes and none that of this is was why yeah. what people think they are bad but yes. why but why, why like is that... it why is it that you and I get harlequin ladybirds in our house but some other people in the UK don't because they're only in the south of England so far aren't they yeah correct there we are they don't they have not at least at the last they haven't really been seen north of Birmingham yet and who can blame them for that uh, but it is... I was just I was going to say that and I thought <laughs> I'll let I'll let Dave be the wanker about that um but that is uh expected to change because climate change yes things that's get right. and hs2 is the actual answer to that question so they'll go as far as crew or whatever it is <laughs> that's and, right yes but no yeah. further that's right uh okay question number five in ladybird quiz what is the collective noun for a group of ladybirds oh no idea um is it a a loveliness b a smattering or c a spaff please let it not be c please <laughs> Do you remember when Boris Johnson described spending money on, I think it was child protection or protecting victims of child sexual abuse? He see, he described that as spaffing money up the wall. Do you remember that? This malarkey and you know, sixty million pounds I saw was being spaffed up the wall on you know uh, some 
uh, investigation into uh, historic child abuse and all this kind of thing. Well, what on earth is that going to do? Uh, I don't think it's that. What do you say? A loveliness or a what? Or a smattering. I hope it's a loveliness. It is. A loveliness of ladybirds is the collective noun. So it should be. And final question in Ladybird Quiz. True or false, you can tell an older ladybird when you see one because it will have more spots on its back than a younger one would. Bollocks. True or false? False! Yes, it's false. Absolute nonsense. What do we know? Is is there any relationship at all between the number of spots and uh, the characteristics of a ladybird? No. No, exactly. It's just like a thing. Actually, well... Actually, that's not entirely true. We'll come to this, won't we, when we talk about sort of how environmental stuff is affecting ladybirds. The colours of ladybirds are thought to be related to the environment they live in. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Uh, do, you want some, do you want some facts? Do you want some oh, facts more facts. Ladybirds? Yeah, hurry up yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, guess how many... Well, no, I'm not going to say guess. You wrote this. Three and a half thousand species of ladybirds worldwide. Uh, probably more, because as with most beetles and insects in general, we haven't discovered half of the ones that are already going extinct. Uh, 46, Question. What? How do we know that we haven't discovered half of something? We don't know for sure, but I think the idea is that, like, knowing how little of the insect world has been studied mm-hmm. and knowing how much diversity there is in the world, the insect world that has been studied, mm. you can be fairly sure that the unstudied bit has X amount of different species. Oh, that's the way they do it. It's just I that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it yes, sounds to reason, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yes, okay, we've interest. looked at this field and it's got four different types of ladybird in it. We haven't looked at that field we yet. We haven't looked at that field, so it's likely that it's got four different types you know what i mean i know what you mean. uh yeah so 46 in the uk which i was surprised about 46 types, 46 of, ladybirds types of ladybird in the, UK, in the uk uh of which and this is my favorite bit 26 are colloquially called conspicuous ladybirds <laughs> look at that ladybird all yeah. sticking out oh i see coming uh, over here with your dots are you I love the idea of a conspicuous ladybird going for a job interview at like MI5 and trying to be a spy <laughs> and like and turning up and they're just going like it's not going to work this. What are the uh, what are the remaining 20 ladybird species called then? Well, Dave, and this is going to blow your mind. Um inconspicuous ladybirds. Oh, that's like inc- that's like the difference between me and you. You're very much conspicuous babble host and I'm very much the inconspicuous babble host. I am the brown spotted drab Babble host, you are the luscious red carapace babble. I'm the host. strutting peacock. Uh, I am the I'm the bird of the the male bird of paradise, desperately trying to get everyone to love me. That's right. And you're the drab female bird of paradise, just going off oh, for God's sake, get on with it. Oh, you are awful, but I like you. Uh, other facts. What, uh, you know the answer to this, but I'll ask you anyway. What is the most common? Uh, of how the did be- we get? How did we get into <laughs> the routine know. where I do all the research? Yeah, and then you do all the it- research. We, I've written loads of extra stuff from my book about beetles. All right. You tell everyone about your book about beetles. Um, there's a, the best book in the world is called An Inordinate Fondness for Beetles. Mm, what's it about? Uh, which is about beetles right. all over the world. And it's brilliant and it's beautiful. And I think that is, it's ages since I've probably read it, but I think that is a quote from Darwin, who was asked, like, 
uh you know if if god deity x was a real person uh what would you deduce about them and he said that they had an inordinate fondness for beetles there you go. Mm, so this is the name good. of the quote. Is ah, it, talking of Darwin. Your, talking of Darwin. Your, no, Oi, no, no. Go on then. Thank you. Just talking jump. of Darwin. Yes. Listen to us, honestly. Honestly. Um, we should, there, should be more be- love. <laughs> there should be more love right now <laughs> we're in better this room than, this. than there we're is right we're now. We're better than this. Um, talking of Darwin. Talking of Darwin. It was Beatles what meant that we got theories of... Uh, natural selection or whatever. No, it, it wasn't. It was a chaffinch or something. No, exactly. That's how he proved it. But he was uh, all keen on being a man of the cloth. He wanted to go and uh, wear a dress for God and stuff. It was well into doing the clergy thing. And it was his... He got distracted, apparently, by beetles and all their wonder. And that was the thing which kind of veered him off onto this path of thinking about ecology and how uh, things came to be the way they are. So there you go. Beetles are the re- reason that we have uh, Darwinism. So, uh, last thing, last fact about ladybirds is we had said there in that their ladybird quiz that ladybirds eat aphids and thus they are liked. Not all of them do. Some of them eat the plant instead. So there's, a, there's a proper unit of oh, a ladybird really? called the Mexican bean beetle. That was the one I sent you a picture of last night. Who's just like a, oh, yeah. a tank with wings, basically. <laughs> proper unit. Um, Currently that eats, heading to Ukraine, presumably. Right, well, uh, that eats... Like bean leaves and stuff, so it's not popular. So it's not true that all ladybirds are uniformly like pest controlling super gods. Some of them are plant eating in hoffs and obviously therefore must be killed because nothing else is allowed to eat plants except us. Interestingly, uh, I did read a thing, uh, which I think was one of the links you put in here, about how actually people who study this stuff are not that freaked out about all the harlequin stuff so like there has oh, been a drop in uh the abundance of native species since the harlequin came over here with all of its, with its red trousers and coming its over red here with its, with its made in chelsea ladybird outfit <laughs> uh, yeah they've all got that's how you can tell a harlequin ladybird Olive. if you're not sure they've got little red legs that makes them a harlequin yeah, I get, didn't know that either. Thank you for yep. that. Uh, red legs and kind of red underside, whereas uh, the native species have got black leg, black underside. So, and there's there's different types of harlequin. There isn't just one harlequin, but there's different types of harlequin. Uh, but yeah, they're apparently not that freaked out about it. Like they they say it's plenty of the things that eat harlequins. Uh, th- sorry, they eat native ladybirds. Also eat harlequins. Like it's going to be reach a balance. It's not like harlequins are coming over here and killing all of the ladybirds like there's there's kind of room type thing yeah. so a and, more and tolerant approach and there's a parasitic wasp what does for them in particular so like parasitic wasp are something else do you remember the tarantula hawk wasp do you remember no, that? We talked no. about that back in episode 72 about wasps, that there's a type of wasp called a tarantula hawk wasp, which you legendarily said was named after three killy things <laughs> and therefore should be avoided at all costs. <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah. It's so terrifying. I've forgotten all about it. Yeah, um, the parasitic wasp does for them, and it's not the only thing it does for them because, and we've mentioned this already, harlequin ladybirds get the clap. Yes. 
Yes. Now, they, yes. This is a thing I didn't know. You knew this. I didn't know this. Did you not see the front page of the sun three well, years ago? I did see Front it. page of the sun. <laughs> Invasion of cannibal ladybirds carrying sexually transmitted infections wreaks havoc in homes across the UK. It screamed. <laughs> no, no, darling. It, no, it was a ladybird. I caught it from a ladybird. Haven't you seen the front page of today's sun? What a load of... I mean, yeah. Okay, technically, yes. they are sexually infecting each other. They're not sexually infecting... Does that, do I mean, they're not, they're not transmitting sexual infections to humans because as, like, a scientist at the Natural History <laughs> Museum was forced to say, and he must be questioning his, like, life choices and the integrity of his field when he's forced to say to the press, people don't have sex with ladybirds. Yeah. He should have inserted the word generally, shouldn't he? <laughs> Just to, you know, it's a strange place we live. Oh. Uh, but yeah, they do have this, and you can see it with your eyes. If you see a little harlequin ladybird and it's got kind of like white scales on its carapace thing, that's its like shell on the outside, that means it's got the clap. And that's fine for you. doesn't mean you can't touch it. If you are trying to get another ladybird on Tinder and trying to set it up with the right sort of date, perhaps give it a swerve away from that one. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty old man. Uh, now, what they are, though, is genuine real-life killers. Um, did mm. you read that thing about the bodybuilder who's... Fo- did I read the thing that I read and researched and told you to read? Yes. How did we end up in this dynamic? Is this what you like to work with? I know it's what you like to work with. I worked with you. Um, all I say is you keep coming back for more. Yeah. And I think that says more about you than it does so, about me. Strangely self-affirming in a roundabout kind of way. <laughs> well, what we've established is that we both read that piece <laughs> about, the, and well done us, about that bodybuilder who uh, went and picked up, he said he loved ladybirds when he was a kid, so he saw a big pile of ladybirds on his car when he got out of the gym. And he picked some of them up and he thought they looked nice and he put them down and that was that. And then he uh, he got home and he had an itchy foot and it got worse and it turned all swollen. He went to the doctors and they said, I'll go home. And then it went all black and he went to the hospital and they were like, oh, God, we might have to amputate your foot. Uh, they didn't, luckily. They worked it all out. But apparently you can get... Uh, Badness from ladybird bites. I think it was. I think it was one of the invasive harlequin ones, wasn't it? Bites. Is that what yeah. it was? Bites. Well, that's the only way. Like, they have biting, biting mouth parts, don't they? They don't have piercing mouth parts, so it must have been a little, oh, a little noises. nip. Uh, yeah. But was it the fungal thing that gave it to him? I can't remember now. I don't it? know about that. But no, I mean, that, so look, I'm going to uh, two anecdotes here. I've mentioned this in a babble in the past, but my Mrs. Dave got attacked by a ladybird. <laughs> She was having a shower and a ladybird came along and vomited out of its knees on her. <laughs> and she got upset about it and headbutted a light bulb and smashed it whilst in the shower. Is that, that how says. she deals with upset? <laughs> Whenever you have a row. <laughs> Don't ask an LED, they're really expensive. Oh. Apparently so. Um, yeah, that, so that happened. And then my friend who was asked to be, re- remain anonymous, and I'll tell you why off air, has been besieged by ladybirds. So they sent me a video of like ladybirds sort of flying against like, the, the window of their flat and just sort of smacking off it and then coming, like, coming out of the windowsill and stuff and just like being all over the flat. And it's got to the point now, is right? your friend an aphid? 
Well, that's what I said. Like, you must be a, a massive aphid. They must think you're one massive, massive aphid. And then it must be a distressing aphid because they just then do that sicking all over the place, right? And it's got to the point now where, like, they can conjure, my friend can conjure the smell of a ladybird's sick to mind just by thinking about it. And, oh, like, continually God. keeps... I know, right? Um, yeah. So it's no laughing matter that. Like, there are lo- enough ladybirds around. I get one or two in my bathroom, but some people get an absolute metric shitload of them and it makes but- them very measurable. And my Why, friend is having though, the exterminator, nice. having the exterminator round. Don't because get the, it's the exterminator only way to get rid of them. Well, don't get the exterminator. That's an absurd thing. But to it's do. not they're one or two. Them. Yeah, but they're just sitting there. What are they doing? I'll tell you what. They're... <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> well, look back on why ladybirds are good. Uh, in ancient times, you know when we used to believe in like the powers of. Uh, the animal world, the, the plant world, the natural world to heal us and do our things for us before they invented, you know, AI toothbrushes and stuff. Uh, in Europe, this says, out of my book, the aforementioned uh, and inordinate fondness for beetles, in Europe, pulverized, <laughs> pulverized carbids, chrysomelids, weevils, and. What words are these you're saying? And cochenilids, cochen- cochenilids. Co- oh, that's your ladybirds. Cochenilids. That's ladybirds, cochenilids. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, pulverised ladybirds oh. uh, were used to relieve toothaches. Ground ladybirds were sold at the apothecary as polyvis dentricuis, or tooth powder. Uh, ladybirds were apparently also recommended as a cure for measles or colic. So there you go. There is nothing that ladybirds aren't good for. So that's what my friend should be doing instead, is grinding them into a toothpaste or using them to cure the sick. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Hello there, my name is Crichton2x4b523p, such a jerky middle name, and you are listening to Sustainababble. Right, now then, are ladybirds nosed? You looked into this. This bit you're allowed to claim as your research. What Quick about answer, the, what about are the, the, are the what ladybirds nosed? literally just said... I, anyway, uh, are they nosed? Um, yeah, I mean, in the sense that everything's nosed. Uh, right. Numbers are generally down, as far as people can tell. Uh, sort of twenty percent down is rough figure. Although I think that's quite out. That's of, your native. That your native ladybirds. That is. yeah, native. Okay. Good old British ladybirds. You know, fought in a war, didn't they? <laughs> exactly. Old Tommy native. To- Tommy ladybird and Spitfire ladybird. They're all right here. Uh, yes. No. They're they're. The numbers are down, uh, mainly cause two things, uh, or three things, loss of habitat, always the thing. Mm. Uh, invasive species like the harlequins, as mentioned, and that's... The harlequins don't eat the native no, ones. No, this is... this. I couldn't believe I stumbled across this. Right. As you pointed out in the prep top, it's quite hard to do a Google search for ladybirds and climate change because ladybird, the kind of series of children's books... I'm sure lots of particularly older listeners will be familiar with the, the Ladybird books, very good books for explaining things to children. They did one with Prince Charles about climate change. So if you search Ladybird climate change, that's what comes up. Everywhere. And friend of the Babble, Tony Juniper, go back and listen, I think, to episode 37. For yes, chat with Tony absolutely Juniper. right. Yeah. Uh, and who's the other person? Emily um, Shookberg. The... Shookberg, Emily Shookberg. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Uh, yes, so uh, what was I saying? Anyway, uh, in researching this, 
I discovered the world's most pointless piece of like academic research. Like wow. someone was paid to do a study that looked into whether Harlequin beetles were like literally sort of fighting, like like boshing other uh, ladybirds to death. And I'm not a scientist. No. Less so uh, an entomologist. Mm. But I'm fairly clear that what happens when one species is invading another one's territory is generally not that they go around eating that species. If they're the same sort of thing. Right. Like, it's the fact that they're eating their prey or they're living in their homes. And like, like what? Did You know the squirrels? Yeah. Yeah. They're Do not the... eating red squirrels, are they? They're not. I'm no, just checking. Th- the grey squirrels don't ever have a bosh with the red squirrels. No. Ever. I'm sure there's been the odd full and frank exchange of views that, you know, one they were a few drinks. <laughs> yeah. A couple yeah. of acorns too many. One thing led to another. Um, but that's no, not what's happening. Uh, that's not what's happening. It is that they are eating the same things. And because the harlequins are bigger, mm. they eat more of the same things. And right, so there's so less sh- food to go around. So, so we it, should let them drown then. Uh, no um, but anyway I was just very cross that what seemed to be completely common sense was in fact discovered via a very expensive research project look other things that are uh, apparently um, bad and this one was quite surprising to me is that there is a fungus right uh, what infects ladybirds and it is in fact a mind controlling fungus Dave Whoa. Um Incidentally, go and watch, um, what's it called? Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. Great documentary about how awesome fungi is. Oh, Um, that's cool. I love a good fungi. It's got a load of time lapse of slime mold on it. Yes. Yeah. I love love time lapse of slime mold. Time lapse. And and other Tom York albums. (laughs) That's a a genuinely very good joke. Thank you. If you're watching the time lapse of a mushroom growing, it is. I mean, it's quite suggestive, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a bit Elon Musk's rocket, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little bit. It is rather. Anyway, it's a very, very good documentary and it talks about mind-controlling fungi and all the rest of it. Uh, but it doesn't appear to be great news for ladybirds mind-controlling fungi because there is one called Bovaria bassiana, um, since you ask, which uh, is in- infecting these ladybirds so that they become less tolerant to like hotter temperatures and unfortunately for them they are more affected than the aphids that they want to eat so uh aphids can survive in hotter temperatures the ladybirds can't uh so imbalance badness for so like you know no no i get it but why is a mind controlling fungus making them not get so hot oh i don't know i don't know i'm not entirely sure what it's controlling them to do put a jumper on that's what it is yeah it's controlling them to put another jumper on i think that's it anyway this is bad for ladybirds um because they can't chase the aphids into the hot places that the aphids can escape it's mm. also bad for humans because that means aphids can go and munch all the crops in a slightly warmer place and ladybirds will be like oh no my mind's been controlled by a mushroom uh and the mushroom is saying it's too hot over there stay here so they won't go and munch the, the aphids the aphids will munch the crops Humans won't have anything to eat. There you go. (laughs) 
There is some evidence, Ol, that you're seeing different colour configuration of ladybirds due to changing weather. So there is more and more orange ladybirds around the place, apparently, because they like eating mildew, which you get when there's warmer, damper conditions. So apparently in the UK, more more orange ladybirds around the place. And there is some evidence, though science is a bit sketchy on this, that like you're getting more brighter coloured ladybirds than darker coloured ones these days because they think darker coloured ladybirds are more used to cold temperatures and obviously has fewer cold temperatures so they're they reckon that so the darker the darker ones like literally like a kind of a brown bear will get hotter than a polar bear type thing right so if you are a ladybird wearing a black jumper you're going to get hotter than a ladybird wearing a red jumper basically is what's going on okay so there are fewer black jumper wearing ladybirds about the place okay is that bad i suppose it's bad it's just a thing it's just it's it's bad if you're a particular fan if like if you happen to be an entomologist specializing in ladybirds that wear black jumpers you would probably get a phd about why it's bad depends whether depends whether one thinks that is a bad thing it's like um it's 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 an evolution thing i think it's like in the same way as that moth that evolved to over like a span of a few generations evolved to be the same color as like a uh a darker tree because of the coal dust being put out in the industrial era as the peppered moth or whatever it's called that moth like, oh, in, didn't know about so, that. so really quickly like this piece some ladybirds are evolving some types of ladybirds are, it's not like that the the black ones are dying out it's like ones that were black are becoming ones they're becoming less black in response to changing temperatures as in generationally not yes the, not the specific individual no they're not like yeah. bloody cuttlefish or uh, chameleons no exactly I'd like to see a chameleon ladybird. You wouldn't. It would scare the absolute shit out of you. I think of a ladybird... I reckon there's a list of creatures, right, that you wouldn't want an owl-sized one in your shed with you. And I think ladybird is really close to the top of that list. Well, especially if they're they're eating 15 daves, you know, when they're the size of, you know, a frozen pea. How many daves are they going to eat if they're the size of a frozen owl? There's a lot of daves. Considerably more daves. No, I don't want full-size ladybirds. Let's keep ladybirds exactly as they are. Now, what are you supposed to do, uh, Dave, if you see a ladybird in well, your house in the winter? This is the question. You, I, assumed, I assumed you're supposed to just leave it be. Um, let ladybirds be ladybirds. But well, I don't think this a, is wrong. No, it's not necessarily wrong. I don't think there's a problem with that. The ladybird will be quite happy in your house. But some people, viz my friend's situation, might not want all them ladybirds in your house. Or you might just find it. In which case, what you're supposed to do is, like, in the warmest bit of a winter day, you put them in a box. You don't try and pick them up because they'll vomit on you. You just kind of sort of get a bit of paper under them and just sort of, like, nudge them into a box. And then take them outside to a sheltered bit of your garden in the warmest bit of the day and leave them out there is what you do. Hmm. Um, some people would say you get a very large man with some spray to come and fumigate your house. Um, <laughs> other people would say you let the harlequins drown in the bath. Um, in general, it's fine. There is no problem with ladybird being in your house unless you've got so many of them you can't move. I really want to know what happened to your friend. Tell you off air. And he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And, and I'll tell you, honestly... I will love it if we beat them. Love it. So, are ladybirds good or not? Oh, yes, obviously they're good. Bloody hell. Like, you can't get the clap off them unless you have sex with them. To do that is probably best off if you're a ladybird, and in which case, you know, if you've got different 
fish to fry right now, aphids to eat. Um, are they? Are the harlequins coming over and noising up the native ones? Well, a bit, but the harlequins have also been taken care of by a parasitic wasp. And basically, in the scheme of things, they're all right. Basically, that's not a massive thing so. we should worry in, about. Yeah. I don't think it's one of those ones where I'm going to take a hard line, round up all of the invasive species and shoot right. them to... Not like the, not like the grey squirrels that you would round all up into yep. a long plank off a yep. short cliff and Absolutely. just chuck them in the sea. Yep. Yeah? Yep. No, not like that. Okay. Um, are they good for your begonias? Yes, unless they are the Mexican bean beetle, in which case you do not want them on your begonias. None. Are they good for your toothache? Yes. Are they good for your colic or your measles? Yes. Um... That's some more uh, medical advice for you. Oh, yeah, I think it's fairly clear they're good. Is it a problem if people just like them because they're pretty and no. they don't like the other beetles? What do you think about that? Last thing, I just want to ask you, what's your position on that? I do find it quite strange that generally, in fact, I think almost exclusively, everyone I've encountered who has encountered a beetle has been freaked out by it and has been particularly freaked out when I then pick up said beetle. Mm. I like In a way that I... I I find spiders a bit I'm not sort of I'm not phobic towards them but I don't want a spider on me put it that way I'm a bit scared it'll bite me bit phobic with a beetle I'm just like oh you know if it's big enough and robust enough I will carefully pick it up and have a look at it because I think and let it walk all over me because I think they're amazing they're fascinating they're completely harmless and everyone is really freaked out by that and uh, I don't know am I just am I weird um would you pick up a beetle I don't know if I'd pick it up exactly, and I don't think I'd be mad keen about having it on me, but I would pick up spiders, so I'm odd in that. I love a spider. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm kind of, we'll have, to do, we'll have to do spiders on Babel. Oh, can't decide if they are good or not. Okay. I think they are my favourite living thing, spiders. I think they're wonderful, majestic really? creatures, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about ladybirds, and we are very much not putting ladybird into Inhoff Corner, yes? Correct. It can stay in Window Corner... Um, puking out of its knees to its heart's content. Right, that is just about it for another episode of Put Your Fingers in Your Ears. La 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 la, the world isn't happening. Sustainable! Yes. Uh, thank you very much, Dave, for all of your efforts. Research. Efforts which yes. were matched, if not surpassed, by my own. Uh, thank you to Dickie Moore. Look how cross you are. Ah, look at your face. He's going to hit me. Uh, thank you to Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends and ends. twinkles this podcast. Thank you to Arthur Stovall for the logo. What is all over this podcast, including on the T-shirts that you can buy from wobblywobblywobbly.sustainababble.fish. Thank you all for enduring my facts. And thank you very much for turning up and babbling despite everything. You can get in touch with us. You can let us know what you thought of the show. Like Babble listener Struan Henderson did. I don't know if you've seen the email from Struan Henderson. We will have to devote an entire episode. Is that to the long that. one? That's the long one. We shall, we shall, well, thank you, Struan. We will get I read to it, that. I read it properly for the first two or three paragraphs. And then I did that thing of like, just want to know how much more time I've got to spend on this email scrolled down and it was long so that's yeah. we will get to it that uh, is yet to be yes. fully read but thank you um, you can yes email hello at sustainababble.fish find us on the Facebook just search for sustainababble or we're on the Twitter at the babble wagon and you can chuck into the running costs of this esteemed organ 
by sponsoring us at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainable. That sounds like we're going to do a, a little fun run around the park. Sponsoring us, yeah. yes. it does. As isn't we it? wear our Enhoff costumes and do the London Marathon. Big uh, massive ladybird costumes going around eating up every eight and a half Dave's worth of other people. <laughs> Alright, if we get we should set a target. If we get twenty new Patreon patrons by uh this the end of this episode, we will definitely do a half marathon. I'm not committing to a marathon in uh either a James Inhoff or Ladybird costume. Or Grey Quaith Quill. What's a James Inhoff costume? A grey suit? Um, I'll go for that one, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, oh, 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 ladybird-themed joke for you. Ooh. Right? And this is courtesy of, is. courtesy of my aforementioned friend, who uh, I, I must remain nameless, um, also passed me on this joke. And the joke is... Dum, 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 uh, what is a ladybird's favourite starter? Uh, I don't know. Yes. Uh, Carapaccio. I mean... Because they've got the thing around a ladybird is that shell they've got is called a carapace. And then um, Carapaccio is a type of thinly sliced vegetable or ham starter that is popular in France and Italy. So that's why it's funny. That's that's why it's um, funny, you say.